0: Hello, this is FTW with Imad Khan, part of the Dot Esports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Imad Khan of CNET. Evolution, the world's most prominent fighting games tournament, returned in full force in Las Vegas last weekend after being mostly online since the pandemic. It brought together the best players from around the world in Street Fighter V, Guilty Gear Strive, Dragon Ball Fighters, Tekken, and more. Missing, notably, was Super Smash Bros. Dot Esports' Kale Michael attended the event and is here to give us his thoughts. Kale, thanks so much for jumping on. No problem. What's up? So, Kale, I think the first thing I have to ask is
1: what what was Evo like after being, you know, kind of gone for two years? I'd say that everybody was just kind of happy to be around Mm -hmm. the event and be around people again. Uh, Because for a lot of people, especially the people who started playing online, this was kind of their first big offline event. Uh, All the top players that I interviewed, all the people that I was catching up with really said that they were just happy to see everyone again, get a chance to compete play friendlies uh there's a big focus this time um on like people being able to bring their own sticks and play each other uh Mm -hmm. there was an arcade to play old games together lots of lots of interaction opportunities just to kind of catch up i guess and i know a lot of people were really happy that they were able to see people that they hadn't seen in years um play against people that they probably hadn't played against in years. uh, Even if it was just uh, offline versus online. Uh, And there were just a lot of people that were happy to like have fans come up to them and take pictures or just chat it up. Uh, A lot of developers were there, uh, especially for like multiverses and um, some of the uh, Western developed games that were just there and talking to people all weekend. So it was really cool to see kind of the, the return to I mean, we've had CEO, we've had Combo Breaker, but everybody knows that Evo's kind of like the end-all be-all in terms of who shows up, Mm -hmm. uh, especially for international travel. So I know that a lot of people were just really happy to see a ton of people that they might not have seen at uh, previous events, even the ones that are just returned offline.
0: Did it have the same energy and electricity as past
1: events? Compared to Evo 2019, I'd Mm -hmm. say it really depends. I know that... um, a lot, a lot of the games were different, so you can't really compare one to one. Sure. But for like Dragon Ball Fighter Z, like it had the same time slot as last time. It was the the ending event on Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the in terms of where the where the stages were, where all the people could, uh, the stage layout was a lot was pretty different. Like there was only one stage on one end this time for the main stage, mm-hmm. uh, and there was no tournament overlap in terms of finals. So everybody was there watching Dragon Ball at the end of Saturday night. And everybody was having a good time. Everybody was just like right next to each other. Uh, we were all chatting it up, talking about Dragon Ball. We were all hyped to see the top eight. Uh, we ran into some technical issues, and then everybody just turned to the right and we're watching like the top probably 32 Strive. We were watching uh Lefin versus Latif mm-hmm. uh on Strive. And so everybody was just like hyped up about that. And even the commentators for Dragon Ball, were like, yo, can we commentate uh guilt? Can we commentate Gearbox? <laughs> uh, and obviously production said no because they were trying to get Dragon Ball, but everybody's just like, oh, that sucks," because everybody, like everybody in the venue, is watching Guilty Gear because it's the last pools going on because that had mm-hmm. the most players. So, like the, throughout the entire weekend, you just have the, I mean, the amazing vibe of Evo, where everything's just in one venue, where you've got like all these big stages playing like one of each of uh, the the big name pools, and then you've got like all the setups that people are just running around to trying to catch their favorite players. You've got people playing friendlies on them, uh, top players talking to their uh, talking to their friends and talking to people taking pictures with fans like the the energy was i i I would say it was better just because there was more hype around being back like yeah. the 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 masks and everything uh probably kept it from being as loud but I do think that in terms of like the people that were excited to be there and people staying up late to play friendlies and just watch fighting games uh I'd say it was probably better than 2019 And from watching the streams online, there seemed to be really good mask discipline. Yeah, you really had... I mean, at fighting games, you have, like, all the TOs. Like, you have all of these, like, bracket managers. You have more people that are on staff around than uh, certain other events, maybe. So, Mm -hmm. like, if they saw someone without a mask, um, especially, like, if you were at a stage, uh, you were going to get called out on it. Interesting. Uh, I know at... um, dragon ball finals there was someone like cheering up at the front who apparently lost their mask and they were getting chastised but like they didn't get chastised and like thrown out of the venue right away like one of the guys called over someone else and they had an extra mask to give them like it was a very friendly environment and even that even that guy was not like oh i don't want to wear a mask he's like oh i lost mine i don't know where it went Mm. so it felt like everybody was really down to um down to like respect each other's like distance uh if they didn't want people to get close um if you were sitting close together everybody was wearing your mask only time you would really take it off was to like take take a drink of water typically if you were eating something you'd go sit off to the side uh but like it was very respectful uh everybody did their part to kind of make this as safe as possible i haven't seen covid numbers or like covid posts yet uh given that it's only been like three or four days since people have left so those might still be coming but like i know that uh, I was worried about getting it because there were other events that I was thinking about going to this weekend, and I haven't gotten it. Uh, and I was at the venue all three days, all day, mm-hmm. and right up next to people. So I think uh, like, it, it was very well done, very well managed. Did the lack of Smash
0: kind of change the mood, or was there just, I guess, less people there than, than what was anticipated? I mean, what, what do you make of the lack of Smash? And, I mean, is it really going to be missed at EVO?
1: I mean, we can't speak to future evos because we don't know if it'll be back or mm-hmm. like in what capacity we might see it eventually. Like, I w- I wasn't really like on top of like community events. I didn't know. I don't know if there was an ultimate or a a melee community event. I assume there was probably one.
0: There, yeah, but, there was
1: a melee event. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't get to see any of that, but I did. I I do think that there was a lack of kind of that non FGC faithful pull. Mm-hmm. Um kind of that you saw at 2019 where there were a lot of people there that were just for smash uh right. 2019 like it was the the biggest event by far i think there were over three thousand people that actually turned out to the event just for smash that was the pool that ended everything like it was going pools for that game were going after the fi- the, the last finals ended on saturday last time right um it had the most people i think this i but i don't think it was m- missed necessarily um and not not like in a in a jab at Smashway, i think that with guilty gear being as big as it was and like the final four games kind of being these not necessarily pillars of the FGC, but i mean you've got Tekken, you've got street fighter guilty gear with as, as big as it is especially from the online presence uh king of fighters being there i i think that it kind of balanced out especially since we had that platform fighter kind of presence in multiverses as limited as it was uh, I don't think the Smash presence brought the energy down at all. I actually think that with this being a bunch of new games, a bunch of games first time at an offline Evo, I actually think the energy was probably better than at um, at Evo 2019, even without like that big influx of like non FGC presence from uh, from the Smash faithful.
0: Interesting, interesting. And, you know, speaking of dumpers, what are we looking at? Uh, I mean, how many total people actually showed up to Vegas this year? And, I mean, what were, like, kind
1: of the highest uh, attended games? Well, I mean, in terms of uh, highest attended uh, attended games, that was really easy to tell because the way the Evo team did it this year was the games that were... uh, It basically went in ascending order. So the game with the lowest number of entrants would end on friday and then the games with the highest number of entrants would end on championship sunday mm-hmm. so you kind of go from Skullgirls, uh which i believe had just under 300 mm-hmm. uh, and then you kind of scale up from there you have um you have mortal Kombat at just under like 500 ish you have melty blood just over 400 uh and then you go from there you're closing out saturday with uh with grand blue at just over 500 and dragon ball which kind of set it itself like right under the uh the Sunday mark with that just over six hundred. And then you get into Sunday where you got King of Fighters where it's over a thousand. Like right. every game on Sunday had over a thousand. King of Fighters over a thousand. Then you go into Tekken, which had well over twelve hundred. Then you've got Street Fighter which had, I think pushing thirteen hundred, if not over thirteen hundred, and then Strive was like by far and away the biggest game. It had over twenty one hundred entrants. Like that was the game that was ending Saturday. Like there were still pools going on like pretty much up until probably top four of Dragon Ball, which went I mean, Dragon Ball went until like two AM on on Saturday. So like th- that that kind of shows you how big Guilty Gear was. Like you during between mat between top eight matches of Dragon Ball, everybody was looking over to see what the Guilty Gear stream was playing. <laughs> because it was still going into top sixteen.
0: I mean so I mean overall it seems like the event was a lot of fun. There were a lot of great announcements. We got to see some uh, Rollback netcode announcements coming to games like Fighters. We saw more footage of Street Fighter 6. Uh, were there any things any any instances
1: or things that maybe soured the event? I, I don't think there was anything. I mean, I mean there are two that kind of stick out because I mean overall the announcements are great. Uh, I don't remember exactly what Skullgirls announced, but I'm pretty sure they announced like the the main boss of the game is coming as DLC as a DLC fighter next year, hmm. uh, which is going to be great. Great to see that game getting the turnout that it did. Uh, I know that rollback mania hit hard on Saturday. I think everything but Grand Blue got rollback. So right, <laughs> the the biggest one on Saturday that soured people was they announced the new online tournament for Grand Blue, and that was kind of it. Like they mm-hmm. didn't announce rollback, they didn't announce a new content really. So like, it's great to see the game still getting support of some kind. But the game is a pre. It it came out like right as COVID was happening, and it kind of like just pittered out. In terms of like other than the hardcore fan base and like the people that really love the game wanting to come out and support it at its first big offline event, in terms of like Evo, uh, that one was probably the biggest one that soured people. I mean, Tekken didn't announce rollback either, but like that was kind of a lot of a lot of people were surprised Dragon Ball got it. Like that was Hopium to the tenth degree, where everybody wants Dragon Ball to get it because if Dragon Ball doesn't get it, then who knows if it's going to be at Evo next year? Because we already know the content's pretty much done, and now we. Have confirmation the content is done for that game. But rollback's gonna breathe new life into that scene for a lot of people. So I think Tekken not getting it. I, I think Ramble not getting it was the biggest sour note. Uh, because Tekken's gonna be good no matter what, because it's Tekken. Mm-hmm. But Tekken also brought a lot more to the table. Like you get new balance update with new new moves, uh is what it looks like. You get uh the Tekken World Tour coming back, you get uh the tease of whatever the next Tekken project is, whether that be Tekken 8 or Tekken Tag, something else. Uh I think that the biggest sour note was probably Grand Blue. But I mean, other than that, like I mean, all the stuff you got from the SK guys this weekend was great. Uh Arxis brought a lot. Uh Capcom brought a lot. Uh I mean, even Bandai brought a lot with Dragon Ball and with uh and with the Tekken news that we did get. So I think overall the the good far outweighed the bad, but there were a few notes where people were kind of like, I mean you can just go look at that Grand Blue post on Twitter where they announced the world tour. There's that meme of the the like the sad smiley face <laughs> that's been posted like over two hundred something times. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but both Grand Blue and Guilty Gear are made by Arc System Works, right? Grand Blue, Guilty Gear, and uh, Dragon Ball all made by Arc System Works. Right, right, right. And
0: it seems that Dragon, like Dragon Ball, has this deep, decades-long fan base. Um, so as this Guilty Gear, right, it's been, it's been a series for a while. Well, Grand Blue is more like a fighting game spin off of another property that's mm-hmm. really popular in Japan, but not so much in the, in, in the U.S., right? So do you think that Arc System is, you know, putting effort in these two other games that are just, I guess, clearly just have greater fan bases
1: and greater support at the moment versus like one that's a bit more niche? Actually... The the w- the way you said that kind of speaks for itself, where it's not Arc System Works making the decisions outside of the Arc System Works published games. So Dragon Ball was developed by Arcsis, but it was published by Bandai. So Bandai is putting up the money to put rollback in. And oh, I see. Bandai I see. is putting up the money to put rollback into um, Dragon Ball. Arcsis has been going back and putting rollback into basically everything that as an online presence. Like mm-hmm. you've got all the Blaze Blue, uh, you got blaze blue central fiction blaze blue cross tag battle uh guilty gear i think the last two guilty gear games got it uh now and strive already had it and it's all fantastic uh i don't remember off the top of my head who published grand blue but the publisher of grand blue is probably the one that would have to make the decision to put rollback in and i don't know if that's like something they're actively i don't think it's something they're actively against i just don't know if with where the game is at right now two years in if it's something that they want to dedicate resources to uh whether they have like another game coming like uh, there's just a bunch of factors to play into it but no in terms of like did, would Arxis want to put rollback into a game they develop probably um because it seems like that's their prerogative right now is to make sure all of their games and all of their fan bases have this like this support base uh mm-hmm. same with SK. uh the The publisher of the game has to be the one to kind of put forth the effort putting in rollback, which I assume is the case for Dragon Ball. Uh, they have to be the ones to fund that, uh, because Arxis isn't the Arcus just developed the game. They they're not the ones maintaining it. Essentially, I see. I see. the the
0: The thing that I was surprised about uh, was the announcement of Evo Japan. That Evo Japan is coming back next year, uh, and the reason that surprised me is that Japan itself still has very strict COVID measures. Tourism is still very very restrictive. Uh, I, I would imagine that the Japanese players that did fly out for EVO are going to have to fly back under uh, strict guidelines and testing and will have to go into quarantine immediately. Uh, I, I mean, have we heard... I mean, I guess is there was there excitement around EVO Japan? Do you think a lot of international players will even have the opportunity to go? Or
1: are we just kind of like playing wait and see to see how the situation will be in 2023? I think it's going to be a lot of like wait and see, see mm-hmm. how Japan's uh, kind of border situation when it comes to covid Uh, lightens up or Mm. doesn't lighten up in some cases uh i think that for events especially an event that's going to be held uh i think that for events especially an event that's going to be held in tokyo it's going to be easier to get in for an event like that than it would be to just be like oh i'm going to go travel or i'm I'm there for vacation like it's going to be kind of like a work thing for a lot of people so i think that will help in regards to some international players trying to get in but uh, i mean the excitement was there like everybody was super pumped to see Evo Japan coming back, even if it, even if there is a limited international presence, like having Evo for the Japanese players uh, in Tokyo is going to be super hype. Um, but the idea that it's just kind of like gonna be there and it's gonna happen the same as Evo happened here uh, or in Vegas uh, is kind of up in the air right now, especially with how uh, Japan has been like kind of treating the whole situation around. Uh, people coming over for leisure uh i guess it's really going to depend on how the event like manages itself uh Mm -hmm. i don't know how much of that is going to be on the evo team how much of that is going to be on uh the people uh trying to get into compete like going for like maybe go in from a like a, a work standpoint versus like uh just a travel standpoint i don't i don't know i'm not an expert there but i think that uh I think that the next probably six months or so when we're still learning about like the details about the event, what games are going to be there. I think that that's going to be pretty important to see where Japan kind of ends up on the spectrum of allowing people in to at least into Tokyo to compete. Well, with that, Cale,
0: thanks so much for jumping on this the show. No problem. And that was
1: FTW with Imad Khan, part
0: of the Dot Esports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and share. To follow Kale and keep up to date on Dota, the FGC, Pokemon, and Yu Gi Oh!, you can find him at X Justified on Twitter. To follow me and my work over at CNET, you can find me at Imad on Twitter. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week.